Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. And coming up on the show, it's a Wednesday edition, and you know what that means. It's a hump day, LeVar's favorite day of the week, and we've got ourselves an owner talking about his quarterback, and we will ask the question, is this player overrated? We're also going to debate cinnamon rolls. Why? I have no idea, but it makes more sense in rehashing a 30-year-old movie with Petros Papadakis is going to stop by later on. There's a coach in the NFL who apparently his job is safe. We've got history in the NFL, a college football coach speaking the truth, and Dan Snyder is back. All of it is yours coming up on the Wednesday edition of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe right here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So we got some criticism high atop one organization. We will get into all of that here coming up in just yeah. a couple of moments from now. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Rock. Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific uh, in what uh, LeVar has done his favorite day of the week and I'm not really sure yeah. what you were just doing yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Well, he, gets, he gets it in man he gets uh, it in yes he does yes he does rock man Jonah 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 did you just see what I did with my microphone <laughs> I sure did Jonah, Jonah. Brady 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 Berto 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 Lee 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 and my bestie Eddie 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 Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Yeah, here we go. Off and running. It is a hump day here on FSR. How's everybody feeling? Hump uh, it up, baby. Hump it uh, up. Get a little bit of hip into your hump. Get a little hip into your hump. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. By the way, did you find the cinnamon in the kitchen? Or are they still shorting you on that? I've been substituting with with, uh, hot chocolate. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, so are you mixing the hot chocolate in the coffee? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Apparently that's a thing. I've never that. It is that a thing. Mind. No, no. Yes. My, my wife does that as well. She's trying to get me on that. I, but do you, so you normally use cinnamon? Is that what it is? I like to use cinnamon and I cannot lie. You <laughs> other brother can't deny. <laughs> I, do, I do like to use a little cinnamon, but. Cinnamon's I, good for the heart, man. Yeah, it's good for the heart. I, yeah. But I like using hot chocolate too, so it works. It's, it's good. By the way, yeah. cinnamon rolls. either or. Cinnamon rolls better than donuts. And and I and I'll and I'll fight anybody on that. Donuts. <sighs> Bottom line, fact. I would love if Lavar took a hard stance right now on that and just slapped you uh, like, right that's, now. That's nice. I guess we're promoting violence on the show. That's good. I mean, I guess it, that's the way we do things. It, it, in you just said you fight anyone. It is kind of slap worthy, though. I mean, you got to be honest. A, a, a fine donut definitely outweighs a cinnamon roll. I, just I was going to say, like, disagree. cinnamon rolls only have, like, one lane they can really be in, you know? Like, there's not a ton of variations of cinnamon oh, rolls. Listen, you, there's you a lot that. of different types of donuts. Well, when's the last time you had a cinnamon roll, Mr. Caviar, Gated Community, Fort Lauderdale okay. guy? Okay, all right, you want right. to go there? Yeah. All right, hey, let me, there's, a, there's a place that used to be called Anderson's. It's actually out of business now. I grew up as a kid. My dad, on Sundays, Chopper would go in, grab, they were yeah. gigantic. They were, well, they were very well iced, however, you'd have to come back, heat them up a little bit. Yeah. I will never forget that when I was little, uh, I had a football 
football game, like it's, I think at like 10 a.m. that morning. Oh, no. Yeah, and so he, he runs and goes to grab some cinnamon rolls. And being, the, you know, when you're a kid, you get excited for that kind of thing. I ate that thing as fast as you've ever seen. <laughs> Laid down for three minutes, all came right back out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of ruined my experience for oh, cinnamon man. rolls for a while. Uh, but there's yeah. a place, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Anderson's. Growing up, uh, it was uh, a great, uh, I don't know if it's in business anymore. But <laughs> you know what, though? In all seriousness, Jonas is like a Cinnabon guy. Like, he, he's the no, type but, of guy that will, like, but, champion but, cinnamon rolls, but then go with a completely commercialized spot like this Cinnabon. This is the yeah. problem. It's hard to find a, just a cinnamon roll place out here. It's mostly just Cinnabon. Like, that's, that's yeah, the problem. Maybe there's a reason for that, Jonas. Maybe because outside of Cinnabon, no one's been able to make a business out of it. Wow. All right. I got, I mean, I <laughs> there's know plenty of attack. donut spots. Listen, look, man, you never played the game. You don't know the cinnamon roll business like I do. Uh, right, you never played that game. Uh, uh, um, yeah. All right. I wonder so, if they'll have an owner stick up for, uh, you know, the producers of the cinnamon buns. You know <laughs> possibly. I mean? oh. <laughs> uh, or, or a point that the cinnamon hey, bun hey. business was in a slump. Hey, you just know? understand. <laughs> That, that sometimes, you know, the nuts don't hit the cinnamon bun the way that it's supposed to hit it. And Careful. Uh, well, oh, jeez. All right. Well, bit ruined. There oh, no. we go. Hey, let's talk to little Dallas. No, How about no, I was just, bit, yeah, I was just bit saying. Bit was totally Listen, ruined. I'm just saying, with, with these savages behind the scenes, you know they're going to they're gonna cut that up and they're going to play it back. What kind of nuts are those that they put on cinnamon rolls? Is it is it pecans? I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think sometimes so. Raisins. Is it candy? Sometimes raisins. <laughs> Pecans? Yeah. Raisins? yeah. Depends. Uh, whatever whatever. I'm really curious as what, to what type of, Whatever you know. preference nut you have. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what they throw oh, on there. Okay. Raisins? Um, what? Yeah, sometimes they use raisins and uh, cinnamon rolls. No, I'm just saying they also add that on as well, too. Yeah, I, I know it's not enough. <laughs> Who eats raisins on their cinnamon rolls? You've never heard of cinnamon raisins? It's not that I've never heard of that. Do you eat it? Yeah, I've had it before. Uh, never had that before? Oh, um, wrong with you've never been to Anderson's, first off, man. You, Go to Anderson's. You totally ruined my it. bit, Jonas, and oh, I'm really mad at you for okay, that. Okay, well, I didn't mean to ruin I your am, bit. I was just I saying. I am so mad at you for ruining my bit. I'm ca- I'm ca- I just... I know the guys behind the scenes, and I don't want you to get taken advantage of. Thank That's you. all. You know, just Thank just pointing that out. You. I apologize. Won't happen again. Sometimes the nuts don't flow as well as they should onto the cinnamon rolls. That's all I was saying. You know, the oh. cinnamon buns. You know. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Fair you enough. Know. I love our balls. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Um, all right. I'm glad that Berto put those two things together <laughs> like that. You know. All right. So creative. Um. Right. So. Uh, okay. G- uh, you're, you're, hey, Pac-Man. <laughs> oh. What about me, man? Colors, colors. Um, All right, so uh, Jerry Jones was uh, doing uh, one of his bi-weekly radio hits uh, with uh, Shannon RJ in Dallas, uh, you know, talking about the Cowboy offense, which has been a little bit up and down. Micah Parsons, as we pointed out, LeVar's guy that he's been telling everybody about, warning people of for months, uh, has been completely dominant. Dak Prescott in the offense, not so much. Uh, so Jerry Jones, in an interview yesterday with Shannon RJ, had this to say in Dallas. I don't want to say that uh, slump, but that's probably fair. It's such a multi-faceted uh, evaluation. But uh, I would say that our offense is definitely away from where we were playing uh, five and six games ago. Is Dak healthy? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So there it is. Uh, that solves it all. Uh, we are good to go here. Uh, Dak Prescott's healthy. Nothing to see here. Uh, but uh, the Cowboy offense has taken a step back. Uh, is this a permanent step back, or is this team uh, going to get back on track and try and actually help out the defense from time to time? Because they've got a shot, as we pointed out yesterday, at the one seed in the NFC still. A real shot. They do. 
They do. Uh, LeVar, do you think Zeke looks like he's lost a step? Uh, I've I've been saying that. I've been saying I, he's I, lost. I, I think a step. I've heard you say that before. That, yeah. I, I feel like I'm I'm with you on that. I was watching back some of their game earlier this week, and I was like, man, he doesn't have the same type of pop or yeah, explosiveness. I know he's getting yes. up there. Yeah, I know he's getting up there in age, but it's just not quite the same. And and it, there's a start, maybe it's just the stark contrast between when he plays and Pollard plays and when they have the football. But man, it it, it looks different. And I'm not saying that, that that's one of the reasons why this offense hasn't taken off. But it is. But, but I'll it's, take it's, it. it's one of the things I think you start to notice. And mm-hmm. you, you start to say, okay, that's not as quite as explosive as it used to be. Um, you know, Dak hasn't been as consistent as he probably needs to be. You know, they're, they're wide receivers. They've missed some games. There's been some times they haven't had everyone, everyone there full strength. Offensive line has had its issues. They've been missing some guys too. I mean, it's, it's been a combination of things. I do wonder, though, like how much you can put on Kellen Moore. He was—he's kind of been a hot name, you know, great offensive mind. You know, maybe he's hitting a bit of a, a lull or going through a rough patch right now. Um, so it's—it's it's hard to you know put your finger on what exactly it is. But can I just throw this question out? Have we seen enough of Dak Prescott to be able to say, okay, is he better than Baker Mayfield? Is he better than Kirk Cousins? Is he better than? You know, some of these other teams that have quarterbacks in a spot where, like, yeah, Cousins got paid, Dak's gotten paid, Baker, they're trying to figure it out. But I don't, I don't know that he's better than Baker. Mm. I mean, Baker's playing banged up right now, so anyone who wants to talk about, you know, his lack of production, it's like you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. I, I don't know that Dak is. I know he's coming off an injury, but he seems healthy now. I just – I think we've seen enough to kind of know what he is and what he's not. And, and I don't know that he's ever going to get to that – stratosphere of where Patrick Mahomes is or Aaron Rodgers is or Tom Brady is. And, and so if that's the case, you've you got to figure out how to build out around them then. Because no matter how much talent he has on offense and what their defense is doing, they still are going to need a little bit extra. Ooh, um, man, is he better than those guys? I mean, there would be people that would debate saying, you know, looking at his winning percentage, looking at the stat lines that he puts up, that he would be considered to be better uh when I look at when I look at Dak and I look at this this Cowboys offense there's there's one thing that jumps out at me one is their red zone efficiency they they have not they have not been as good as they needed to be in the red zone um secondly I, I just don't see them making explosive plays um you see them make pretty good plays here and there you saw Amari Cooper come back, make a nice grab, you know, in the game. We see C.D. Lamb emerging as as the undisputed number one big play guy for them. But I just don't see the balance. I don't see the consistency. And I certainly don't see them winning in the red zone when they get to the red zone. And I don't see them producing enough explosive plays. Going back to your original point that you were making, Brady, about Ezekiel Elliott, it's interesting. They they have gotten rushing yards. You know, Zeke has broken 100 yards rushing. Pollard has had tremendous, you know, rushing days. But it doesn't seem to be a, a rushing attack that is giving Dak Prescott the ability to have the, the open – the open windows. I think they would rather make them run the ball and beat beat them, their opponents, rather than allow for them to throw the ball based upon based upon them trying to stop the run. And I think that there's a a level of comfort and and confidence 
that hasn't always been there versus the Dallas offensive line. And I think that there's a confidence in being able to stop Ezekiel Elliott or maintain uh, the running attack minimally and and be able to focus more on the passing game. And while I'll say they they are, I, I believe they're like the number two rated offense overall in 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 the league, which is kind of strange because I it's always been stats that have justified making the argument that that Dak Prescott is is an elite quarterback in this league. But I feel like they're hitting stats for some strange reason. Like, I can't seem to justify making Dak Prescott that upper echelon's top-tier quarterback right now. So I would say he's in that next tier of quarterbacks. And if you say, okay, well, who are in those next tier of quarterbacks that aren't Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, uh, you start to ask yourself, like, where do you put Dak Prescott in in, in those ratings? So I, it, I, I don't know. They're, they're sixth in rushing in the NFL, so they, they've run the ball adequately enough. But I just is, – is Kellen Moore the play caller because Mike McCarthy – is good with it or because Jerry Jones wants Colin Moore to be the play caller? Because wasn't Mike McCarthy the play question. caller in Green Bay all those yeah, years? Yeah, but, I mean, wasn't that part of the issue, though, if, like eventually why he's not there with Aaron anymore? I, I, mean, it, I, I just wonder, when do we get to the I, point to where McCarthy says, all right, I'm going to start to have – and maybe, look, maybe – I, I, I don't think Kellen Moore's the issue. Like, I, I don't think Kellen Moore's – he really – I don't feel like he has been the issue since he's been there. I mean, I, I just I was saying, to LeVar's point, like statistically, anything you're going to look at, especially last year, go look at before Dak got hurt. They were humming on offense. And some of it I was out of necessity because their defense was so bad. But, you know, I, I don't think he's the issue. I mean, he's, he's regarded in league circles as one of the better offensive minds. He's gotten some head coaching interviews, or at least some sniffs from some teams about, you know, what he could be. So... I don't look at it and think he's the issue. I think it's one of the reasons why when Mike McCarthy got there, he's probably like, I'm not going to mess with that. It's the defense that's holding them back. But I just I think this is now more of like a, a, a player issue thing. And, and we could talk about like a win-loss record. That's not a quarterback stat. That's a team stat. You know, and, and if you want to like use that to justify what, what Dak's been or what he hasn't been, the reality is the NFC East has been awful. It's been awful since he's gotten there. It's been competitive, but only from a standpoint that all the teams have been pretty bad. And so it's not like there's you know, been one runaway team that we've seen do much besides the Giants how many years ago where they had to you know, fight their way in the playoffs to make a run. Their Philly was that four or five years ago now. Yeah. I mean, outside of like those few instances, it's not like it's been a great division. Right. So I, I, just, I, I look at what some of the other quarterbacks are playing in those divisions or what they're dealing with. And I think I think it's it's harder football week to week, and I think it's it's you know I just if you're looking at st- statistically speaking, like you play in a dome, <laughs> like eight of your games, like nine of your games now, and, and you know depending on the schedule and with 17 games, you're playing in Jerry's world. Like they should be able to put up a lot of good stats when you're playing in that. You don't have that luxury if you're playing in the AFC North. You don't have that luxury in other other divisions or, or on other teams. And, and we don't think that the uh, preseason shoulder issue or whatever he was dealing with at the time has popped up at all, because I know you were saying He was playing well early, though. Uh, but Brady was making the point that, look, this is going to be something that's going to pop up later in the season. Yeah, it'll wear down. I mean, it could be. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's the same thing like you see if you've, you've, you watch Dak enough, you start breaking down his throws. There's just times where you see ball placement isn't, you know, isn't isn't great. Like when you compare him to some of the other top passers in the league, it's just it's not there. I'm sorry. Like the stats may be 
for some of what they can do after the catch and all that, but it's not the same. It's, it's not the same tape you're watching when you see some of these throws other quarterbacks are making. Like the throw Justin Herbert made, the 65-yard oh, dime. man. Well, the 65-yard dime that he threw under duress, under pressure, you know, I haven't seen Dak make a throw like that. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Or it's even not the effort. I mean, when he put that thing through the dude, that was a trick pass. <laughs> he put it through I mean, the dude's arms to put it in Cup's hands. Like, if, if we're being real, I mean, I'm just saying, if we're being real, you could see why the Dallas Cowboys might have had hesitance to pay him. Because I, I think when you're watching him, you're like, yeah, he's good enough, but is he going to be those guys or have that sort of talent? I don't think that's ever going to be the it's case. Been, that's been my discussion point from day one, and that's not a that's not a uh, an indictment or an attack on Dak. That's just no. You got to accept real. what the yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like you know when you pull up to, the, to that that stoplight, and you got a, you got a Ferrari that pulls up next to you. You're not winning. You're not winning. I mean, like, it's just you got to be real with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going to get from point A point A to point B. Just not as quickly as that car next to you. No, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah, listen. Uh, Especially if you've been paid like you're a Ferrari. Oh, yeah, listen. Yeah. I mean. Ne- Negotiation-wise, he's a top three quarterback in the NFL. Oh, there you go. You know, that's, that's what matters most. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. There's a head coach in the NFL that may not be in that much trouble based on what the future could look like for one franchise we'll tell you who that is next year on fsr be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app it's two pros and a cup of joe here fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr coming up uh, later on this hour a little over 10 minutes from now uh we saw a little bit of history uh, in the world of sports last night we'll get into that discussion here on fox sports radio hey, can i throw something out there at you guys yes is it is it beyond the realm of possibility for guys that work together to actually freaking like fool with one another it's like I, I did a show yesterday and they're like you guys seem like you really really like each other i'm like is that is that a thing <laughs> what is do that, you mean is that really a thing what do you mean like <laughs> like i guess you got to put on a i mean we like each other don't we, we, we that's all, what i'm saying like we're all family, <laughs> get along it made me it made me feel like is is like is that industry standard not to like oh, the people you work with yeah i see what you're saying it's, it's like, like how do you guys really like each other like that like is that real oh they, they want everyone to argue and like fight everything that's uh, it, I, I find it to morning. be I find it to be a tad bit peculiar that everyone I've spoken to and have done interviews with they're always like man you guys seem to really like each other like yeah, that the chemistry that you guys have I was like man it, it's d- debate shows have polluted the waters because people think that there's no way this guy actually believes what he's saying he's just doing that to take the opposite stance and it's everywhere and I think people have just have seen it now and they just assume that a lot of shows are like that I I don't think we're making well, anything up like this is this is just how it is you know what it is too to me it's like I think social media is in part to blame for this because it's become now where everything has to be either a debate or an argument. 
And it can't just be a conversation. Right. Like we've gotten away because everything's become so digital where we're just texting and, and we're tweeting. Clickbait. We're like, you sent something out, then they sent something, something back. Then, then you got to fire back, then they got to fire back. It's like, dude, that's not how it works on the phone. <laughs> like, that's not how it works in a conversation. Like, you're all kind of sharing thoughts in different parts. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I hate every part of that. I hate the fact that, and I'm guilty of this too. Like, I, I'll be, you know, like, I'll be like too either blunt or short with my tweets or emails. And people are always like, oh, is he upset? I'm like, oh, my bad. Like, I'm just, I'm not taking as much time to be as cordial as I should. And and my mom would slap me if she ever knew that. So Mm. I always got to think, like, you're texting or emailing your mama. Like, that's who you're texting or emailing. And then that way it will be, like, a better way moving forward. See, I feel the exact same way in some some ways. But I want to treat people like they're not my mom when when I hit them up. So just like a little backhand Okay, hold on. I feel like now that might have gotten distorted or taken out of context for a second. I mean, I'm just saying I want to be like, you know, kind and cordial. I'm I'm drawing the line there before we go any further. See, me, me, I don't want to be that kind and that cordial. Only to my mom. Okay. Yeah, like like if if I have potty mouth or whatever it may be, I know for certain, like I still to this day, if I slip up and use profane language around my mother or father, it mortifies me, mortify. I won't even really like I've just gotten comfortable enough to have an alcoholic beverage or a beer around my parents. It's like weird. I never. Yeah, I never treat everybody else. to. So if I'm approaching you on on a tweet or, or on a text message, just know you're not going to receive the Brady uh, the, you're not going to get that that from me. You're you're not going to get the grace of me treating you that way. Yeah, I just think you know, as the uh, the humble guy on the show, like I always treat people with uh, respect through and through. No yeah, not what. me. Just, uh, I'm just, not really that, into that's that. the way I operate, though. But again, you know, down to earth guy. Jonas you know. comes at you with those gifts. You know, yeah. yeah. We got a bunch of hot dogs ran on your face. Or something. First yeah, of all, first yeah, of all, I didn't. First of all, I didn't start that that on the text yeah. chain. That was yeah. not my gift. The hot dogs falling in her face. Oh, that was out here. Who get out now, huh? Nobody. I'm not uh, outing anybody. All right. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. I'm Horrible. not outing anybody. Wally's staring at me like, are you going to say it? Are you Are you going to help me? <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did it. By the way, have you also? It was me. Have you also noticed? Uh, like, there's a lot of people in sports. Media with me. with egos. Have you noticed there's a lot of people with egos in sports media, like out of whack, out of control? Email. Uh, what do you mean, egos. like name it a show after themselves, like that kind of ego? <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Ten to noon Eastern time. You can find one of those shows on Saturdays here. But it just feels like there's a lot of people who uh, walk around like they're uh, they're you know what don't stink. You know, I, I've just I've noticed that as well too in sports media. It's well, it's because they're wearing a mask when they go to the bathroom, so <laughs> that's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. that is good. I think uh, that's what Bra- Brady <laughs> mask made us. Unaware of her own body odors and what stinks and what doesn't. One of the uh, one of the first uh, like probably a year into the show when Brady and I were working together, he said to me, "He goes, you know, I've noticed something with your picks that you make." I was like, "What's that?" He goes, "Like majority of them wrong." Yeah, (laughs) and I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Doesn't that bother you that you're giving out bad advice to the listeners?" I was like, "No, I hope I get them all wrong. It's more fun. I don't care if you take my advice betting wise. That's your problem. You're bad with your money. Screw you. Not my problem." Jonas, that is a horrible approach. Point the finger. I actually love it because then people say, just fade him. But like was, anything yeah. they pick, they you just got fade options. Him. I was about to say, but I 
I kind of like it. Yeah. I like that you're okay with being wrong. And, and listen, you, you can uh, make all the right picks you want in Las Vegas because we are brought to you yeah. by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right, 15 minutes from now, uh, we did have a little bit of history in the world of sports. We're going to get into all that for you here right on uh, FSR. Uh, all right, so uh, Ralph uh, Vacchiano of SNY uh, said that a source has told him that Joe Judge – is staying put as head coach of the New York Giants. Uh, He says that uh, John Mara loves Joe Judge and thinks he's found, quote-unquote, his next Belichick or Parcells. Is this written two years ago? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. This is is the report that is out here uh, that uh, that they do not look like they want to move on from Joe Judge. All right. Look, I I don't know Joe Judge. I've heard great things. I have heard great things about him outside of the Giants organization, people within the Giants organization. Okay, so I'll leave it at that. You can be as good as you want as X's and O's in a meeting room, everything else. But you know what you've got to be in today's day and age? Relatable to people and a leader of men in the NFL. And I don't see that. Like, I don't see any cohesiveness. I don't see any of that, at least not in New York with him. Like, I look at Sean McVay, and I know he's like an easy guy to throw up there, and he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, but he's been to one. I look at the way he communicates, the way he relates, the way he goes about caring for the dudes he's coaching, and I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's what is required nowadays. And unless your name is Bill Belichick, and you've built that up over two decades, it's not working for you somewhere else because that was a long time ago that foundation was built and and I and I honestly would be really curious really curious to see if it would have been able to be even built without Tom Brady and and now you've got Mac Jones and okay that looks great and all they've got a, a decent little schedule coming up we'll see how they finish out the rest of the season but the reality is Outside of Bill Belichick, you just don't see that. And I'm not saying it's exclusive to young guys either because Andy Reid cares for his players. The way those guys care for him, the way he still relates to them, even at his age, there's still examples of that. But that's the type of coach now. Like, you, you can't – I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I just – I don't see it. I don't see it in the way that team plays. I don't see it in the way anything's communicated around there. It just – I think you're delaying the inevitable for another year – and this is a time when you've got two top 10 picks. Like, it's a huge draft for you. Yeah. And the coach is going to either be re- receiving those players or a part of making that decision. This is a huge piece of all of it. So I, I just, when you see stuff like this, you go, I, I don't know if it's going to be Daniel Jones or not, but so, to some of the other players there, you just go, all right, well, an- another year dealing with that, then you'll look for your next head coach after that. Gettleman hung his hat on getting Daniel Jones and and using – what what we all believed is his his resume, his background, the people that he's been associated with and attached to as justification. I've seen it. I've I've touched it. I've smelled it. I know what these things look like. And I th- I think that every coach that has been under Gettleman is compromised. And I, I just think it comes down to they need better better front office decision makers better better front office leadership in terms of how they're going about developing their team because this is now another coach 
that is falling victim to the same type of results um, since Gettleman has taken over. So to me, I think by saying, by it being put out there that Judge is going to stay put, the fact that they do have such high draft picks, you know, two of them, I, I almost feel like the handwriting is on the wall for this to be basically saying, listen, we're going to get rid of the GM and we got to figure out how do we recreate a Nernie Accorsi and, and how do we how do we bring in someone who is that person that you're talking about, Brady, that's relatable to to his staff? You know, the the, the scouts that are going to scout, what's your relatability to those guys? What's the accountability that you guys have for one another? Because one thing that we don't talk about with Belichick and 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 what he's able to do and get results is he specifically handpicks the people that he puts on his team. Yeah. You know, those guys personnel-wise go out and they get New England Patriot type of guys. He is on those trips when they're scouting these guys. So if I find a guy in Westchester, if I find a guy in York, Pennsylvania, right? You find these guys in in off the beating path of where you would normally find your talent and it's usually because guys are uh, I don't want to say lazy but I don't want to say outgoing either. It's a lot of guys do what they're required to do to fill the bill of what they're supposed to do. People that work for relatable people go out of their way. They take ownership over what it is that they're doing. And I think right now that's where the, the deficit is with, with the Giants is the decision makers because the coaches are not getting the results with the players that are coming in. And that's a disconnect all in itself. If you don't have that connective tissue between a coaching staff and their players, it's not going to work. Do you think there's a uh, a thought there from John Marr? If the report is true and, and he wants to continue on with Joe Judge, we would assume there would probably be a change made at quarterback in the offseason, maybe to GM, as you pointed out, LeVar. Do you think that there's – that looking at this situation, John Morrow says, you know what? There's been way too much turnover recently. Uh, he's our fifth head coach in five years. Uh, we need to get back to some sort of stable organization here. And if we continue to turn and burn these head coaches, if, if we rally around this guy and we fix the quarterback position, we think that could solve a lot of yeah, the problems but, there. But the only problem with saying you want to try to fix the quarterback situation is you can't be comfortable and losing and being mediocre. So it's like there's no stability in that. So you can't say let's create stability with this coach if they're losing. It's That's just hard to do. That, it, how do you accomplish that? Are you counting interim head coaches? Where do you get fifth in five years? Yeah, there was a, there was an interim head coach, and it was Spagnola. No, count. What do you mean? Count. It was a head coach. That counts. Oh, it, it, well, come on. You're it, in the middle of the season. Hey, it makes does it not make my number sound better? It does make okay. it sound that's better. All that, that's all that's, I'm trying that's to do a here. Lot. It's like people like, wait, hey. fifth and five years. They better, yeah, yeah. L- little fluff. Little fluff I, here I, on sports radio. That's I what used we do. It. I use it. Yeah. I, I count yeah. Terry Rubisky yeah. as one of my head Damn coaches. Damn right. Oh, T-Row? I love yeah. T-Row. Yeah. T-Row's the best, I'm, man. I'm the fluffer on the show. I count T-Row. I don't know if I count Spagnola. Yeah. I'm the fluffer the on this show. Spags is cool, too, though. I count, I count T-Row. Yeah. 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 Am I not the fluffer on the show? You're All a right, fluffer. Did I, did I not make you that sound better? You. It's better. Yeah, I appreciate you, you getting us ready. You got some real world experience. <laughs> All right. Uh, qu- but let me ask you Ew. this, though. Uh Do you believe that Gettleman – Do you believe Gettleman's going to be back next year? 
No. I don't think so. Okay, I don't either. Do you think there's going to be a new quarterback in New York next year? Yes. Yes. They're going to make a drastic move. I believe. So maybe the pro- they think the that's problem is, fix it. is is I also feel like they could go the other direction, where if they keep Joe Judge, they believe enough in Daniel Jones, and they say we're going to take our top two, you know, picks in the draft, go best player available in offensive lineman, or maybe two offensive linemen. I mean. The offensive line has never been what I think they tried to rebuild it to be, and that was kind of David Gettleman's task. And so if he's out, whoever's coming in, that might be the first thing they say, we got to win in the trenches right now, we're not, and we think this quarterback is the guy. We're just not doing a good enough job protecting him or, or helping out Saquon for that matter. You know, We're not helping out the investment we made in Saquon Barkley. So help us build back up this offensive line so that we can see if these guys can do it or not and give them another year. And, and by the way, the Daniel Jones neck injury, what, whatever that's, that story is where Joe Judge is denying that he heard it a week earlier and that, uh, that that was not the case, we would not put him in harm's way, and now he had to go uh, you know, see a specialist earlier in the week to try and figure out. Like there's some, you know, been some speculation that, that he may not – the, he may not be back with the Giants, and, and, and a lot of this could be health-wise because of the neck issue that he suffered. Like, there's been that as well, too, that drama added into this. So, not not a pretty season for uh, – but listen, nine games under 500. There's been worse coaches. I'm on Joe Judge's side here. I'm not going to let you guys bully him on the air. I'm not oh. doing that. My guy, Joe Judge. Plays he had in, guys running laps. Yeah, playing in mud puddles in training playing camp. In What's wrong with puddles, that? you know. Well, I just I think it does come back to the relatability aspect of it. If we're going to continue to focus on him, it 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 doesn't make sense to try to treat grown men um, anything other than you know what grown men. That, let's start right there. Oh man! If we start uh, there, you got a chance. <laughs> like uh, you, you just has a mud puddle on his pants. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's classy right there. There he is, folks. Broadcast uh, professional. Yeah, uh, the, he is the uh, the anchor for the uh, two piece news coming up later on today. <laughs> mud puddle knocks. Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, just wait. Just wait. A, um, hey, I only got two. For you, and one of them, it's going to take up a lot of our time. All right, just, I know that much. <laughs> he's uh, Brady Quinn. That's Lamar oh Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up next, we've got a little bit of history in the world of sports. We'll have that for you in the latest edition of In Case You Missed It, right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, somebody in the world of football with some brutal honesty about the state of the game. You will hear from him uh, again coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on FSR. Uh, by the way, we are brought to you by NHTSA. Uh, excuse me, it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go, and you think of calling for a ride home. Now, nah, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you told your car, you kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. Right now, it's time for this. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case. 
You missed it. And for that, we turn it over to our guy, formerly Lee Delap, now Leroy, Leroy, Leroy Jenkins Delap. <laughs> right. I don't know. Clock. How do you guys yeah. do that? What? The da 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 da. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Let me try. You know, guys, guys. I don't know how you do it. All right, let me try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I got it. Yeah. Oh, I don't even really do it that good. Oh, I don't. God, I'm not so a roller. Awful. My tongue doesn't roll. Yeah. It rocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on. Come on, Lee. You guys, in case you missed it, history was made last night. Steph Curry, the new three-point king of the NBA. He passed Ray Allen with 2,974 career three-pointers. This is what he had to say after the big night. I pride myself on shooting a high percentage. I pride myself on allowing that to help us win games. And now I can pride myself on the longevity of getting to that number that Ray set and hopefully pushing it to a number that nobody can reach. I never want to call myself the greatest shooter until I got this record. So I'm comfortable saying that now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think so. It's the humble flex. I mean, look. That's what he is. Can I ask this question? I I mean, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy for a minute. Like, does he accomplish this if he played 30, 40 years ago? No. 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 Jeez, no. Berto. Well, listen. Why do you jump out there yeah, so uh, that? I mean, I, would you have, would you shoot have said? 43s a game per game in the NBA, so that's. Right. I'm just saying, if he I played mean, for the Lakers, would you be okay with saying yes yes okay there we go just (laughs) just making sure we're being honest i i know partially the game has changed in the way they they look at the analytics and shooting more threes especially when you're as good as he is and there's no doubt i I don't know that i'm gonna say he's the greatest shooter of all time he's the greatest three-point shooter of all time lee how how many how many has he made now what's the what was the record 2900 what 2974 that's what he passed larry bird Made 649 in his career. Jeez. <laughs> so it's a completely different game. Like, that's why we, we, we do the uh, era versus era. It just doesn't – you can't get a, a fair representation of it. I think if he if he played back then I, – I, I wonder if he would be able to withstand the physicality of the uh, game back no then. No chance. But he doesn't have to go around it. He can make the basket from anywhere on the court. Literally. Also, also, do you think coaching nowadays is different? Yeah, like they, they it was would, way more structured back then. They would not allow him to take a thirty-footer no, on a fast break. No, they would wouldn't not. happen. It, no, no. no. Yeah. So it, and now that's changed the whole way basketball is, is prepared for and and viewed. Like yeah. guys can now be a spot-up shooter. Like what you look at Dame Lillard and how he will pull up and shoot from different places. They practice half-court shots now. He he has changed the game, though, not only in the way I think teams play and and all that. He's changed the game for younger generations. Yeah. When I was young, like, you try to find one of those hoops you could lower so you could dunk. Right. Because dunking was the coolest thing. Yeah. No. All these kids want to shoot threes or shoot half-court shots, which you don't have to lower the hoop. You can keep it at 10 feet. Shoot from wherever you want if you can. But, like – that's become what little kids want to do now is, is shoot a three, turn around and look at you while they run away. And shoot. Yeah, handles yeah. and shoot. That's the other thing. Ball handling wise. Oh, wow. He's, he, he's, <laughs> just he's like, not as good as you. No, yes, definitely not. Never, never, never be as good as you, Definitely Jonas. not. Y'all have I'm, never seen Jonas Knox 
dribble anything like he can. That's, I'll that, tell that's you a what. good point. I've been working on I've been working on a little something. Look at this. Yeah, Lamar. look at that. Do you look at the way yeah, you juggle. Well, how about that, huh? You are a juggler, <laughs> little, boy. I tell you. Little, uh, Harlem Globetrotter <laughs> over here. You huh? gotta have great hand eye coordination. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But why are you great looking timing. Into my you gotta have Soft great timing. Hands too. Yeah. Oh, jo- yeah. Jonas has no calluses there on any of his hands. There they are, folks. They have not been worked. There he is. He wears gloves when he works out. The face of a big noon kickoff. Lamar Arrington. Nice hand gels and lotions. Yeah. What about this one? Yeah. See this right here? Yeah. Does that work for you? Nope. Lather up, my man. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 